Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. I'm your host. Look forward to our session today. We're going to talk about the perfect sales process. Oh, yeah. The perfect sales process. We've talked about this a little bit before, but this is we're going to go a little bit deeper here today. By the way, before we begin, if you'll go to BillKasky.com and look at the very top banner, and if you are a high-achieving sales professional, and by high-achieving, I'm talking in the 150 to 200,000 or more, and you are stuck a little bit, kind of looking for the next thing, the next reinvention, the next way to innovate yourself, I'm considering spinning up a group of high achievers. And I'd like you to go to that page and there's a wait list, put your name in. I think I ask you a question there, like what, what are the, what's the number one thing you'd like to accomplish? There's no obligation. I'm not even sure I'm going to do it. I'm kind of testing the waters now. If there's enough people, I will send you a couple of emails and let you know. We'd probably do a webinar or something where I go through some of the content. But there's no obligation, no uh, no pressure. But I do want to get some names on the wait list. So go to BillKasky.com, very top banner. Click it, and you'll understand what to do next. In my work with people, whenever I start working with either a coaching client, one-to-one, which I don't do a lot of, or the 2X group, one of my small group coaching programs, or my leadership group, I always ask the question, what is your vision for your business? What's the ideal outcome? And it's hard sometimes to answer that question, and I've talked about that before as well. But I want to talk today about the ideal sales process. So forget about your income five years out. I'm not talking about that today. We're talking about the ideal sales process. You can call it the perfect sales process, whatever. There's six steps to it. And it's a frameworky kind of thing. But I want to share it with you because I think it's important that we look at our own sales process and say, where are we off? Where is it not working? My belief is that you should be closing 50% of the deals you propose. Well, if you're going to get to 50%, sales process had better be pretty buttoned up. So here's step one. There's a triggering event of some kind in the prospect's world. Could be that they're talking with a friend and the friend says, hey, I'm closing 80% of my deals. How many are you closing? And he says, well, I'm closing 10%. How are you doing 80%? Well, you know, you need to go check out this content or this podcast or this person or, and I'm not talking about me here, just anybody. But there's got to be some kind of triggering event. Sometimes a triggering event is you send out an email and it causes people to think. It's that first step where you're trying to create some interest around your product. So if you think about this as the human nature element of the sales process, at some point, a person has to have interest. They don't go from no interest to buying. They go from no interest to interest. And the triggering event is supposed to be that. Step two is what I refer to as search and seek. So once I have some interest in something, 
I might go check things out, probably online or maybe with my peer group or friends of mine or colleagues. But I go on a little mission to search and discover more. What is this person that I'm, uh, whose blog I'm reading or whose video I'm watching? Who else is in the market? Who else uh, has similar kinds of content? Who else should I be thinking about when I look to ask people to bid or, or start to engage people? So it was always a search and a seek part of the buying process. Step three is you get invited in. And sometimes this can be, let's say you're sitting there doing nothing, it's 8.30 in the morning, and you get an email from someone, and they say, hey, I checked out your website, checked out your blog, whatever, and we've got a problem here, and I'd like for you to come in. That's the ideal, where they invite you in, not where you're banging on their door trying to get in, but where they are inviting you to the party. They're inviting you to the table, and the reason they're inviting you in is because they have a problem. And if you do the right job on that first initial contact, that first initial conversation, it gets a whole lot easier for them to justify inviting you in. So the key thing here in terms of strategy and attitude is don't oversell. Just listen. Just listen to what they have to say. Listen to their circumstance, their dilemma, if they have any, what they're trying to accomplish, why they decided to seek now. What is there about today that makes it important for them to pursue some kind of engagement or pursue some kind of more information. So there's a, the in, getting invited in step is number three. Step four is when you get there, they reveal everything and you get out of the way. You do not sell. You do not pitch. You do not convince. You listen. I was on a call today with one of my leadership clients. They've got uh, 12 sales leaders in the program and one of the ladies on the call said, you know, this is our biggest problem. I shadow, I, I phone shadow people. I'm listening to their calls and we just don't ask enough questions. We start pitching too early. And she said, when I'm hearing it, I'm signing to the person who's on the phone, stop, cut it. Don't talk about your solutions. You haven't found the problem yet. And I think in our world, we are very quick to pitch and very slow to ask. So be curious. You know, I always say that the highest achievers I know, the million-dollar producers and more, they are obsessed with understanding the prospect's circumstance. They're just obsessed with it. They want to know all about it. Why would you happen to do that? When did you try to get that fixed? What if you don't fix this? What's the cost of the problem? They're obsessed with that. And I think there's something that stops us. I don't know if it's ego, probably a little bit of ego. I don't know if we're impatient I think we think sometimes that if we ask too many questions, it's going to slow the sales cycle down. Hell, it'll do the, the opposite. The more questions you ask, and if they're the right questions, they got to be the right questions. They can't just be intellectual questions, and they can't be manipulative. You've got to truly be curious about their circumstance. Step five, once they go through that and tell you and reveal everything to you, then you go back to your den, to your office, to your studio, and you create a solution. And I know that that's, everybody knows that. It's a presentation. It's a proposal. It's a solution. But I want to make sure that I have time and that the prospect knows the process I'm going to go through. So once that meeting is done or several meetings, I know this is not a one-call thing. You know, you might have several meetings where you're really understanding the issues. Then you go back and you return with a recommendation. I don't like the word proposal. I think it sets up too much resistance. 
So I like to think of it as a recommendation. So step five, you return with a recommendation. You recap the problem. If you have, with the prospect, dialed in on how much the problem costs them to have, then that's got to be in there too. And another thing that I think you do there, and, and we're not going to talk about much on this episode, but I think you've got to have a success path. I think you've got to be able to look the prospect in the eye and say, if you follow me on this journey and you, you engage me, let me tell you what you can expect. Let me tell you what the milestones are. Let's talk about how this is going to work. I think we are terrible at that. We just hope the prospect trusts us. And I know that we spend a lot of time talking about trust and relationships and all that. Okay, I buy that. But unless you are laying out what working with you looks like, then how are they to know? Are they just to trust you? You're still a kind of a stranger to them. Even if you've had a couple meetings, they still don't know much about you. So I think it's important when you return with a recommendation, you also return with a success path. And then step six is you begin work. You calendar something. You say, look, if you want to get this done by the end of June, we're going to have to start May 1st. And here's what it looks like. I'm going to need an answer by the end of this week or next week or whenever. You become very timeline oriented and focused. If they start to give you grief or they start, you sense that you're moving too quickly for them, you can always back off. Say, look, did I move too fast for you here? Do you feel pressure? Because that's not my intention. My intention is you said you have this problem. It's costing you $14 million a year. I figured there was some urgency. So that's why I'm urgent because I sense that you are urgent. But if you're urgent, it's not urgent to close the business. It's urgent to get the problem solved and start working on the problem. So that's the ideal sales process. Some event causes them to search and seek. They find you. They invite you in. They reveal everything to you. You return with a recommendation, and then you timeline the work together. If you follow this process, and sometimes it's hard to, I realize, because if there's no triggering event, if the triggering event is a cold call on your part, that's okay. That's all right. It's still a triggering event. And if you're good at finding the problem and starting to understand the circumstance that they're involved in, that could be the triggering event. So this is not to say it's not a cold call, but you've got to be careful with a cold call because typically they're not set up that way. They're set up to try to get an appointment. And I don't want to run appointments if the person has no pain, has no interest, has no inkling at all to be curious about their situation or whether they can be helped by me or by anybody. Once again, if you are a high achiever and you want to get on a wait list for a possible small group counseling and advisory program, go to BillKasky.com, top banner. Love to have you in it, but I don't even know if I'm going to do it yet. I'm still thinking about it. I've got about 10, 12 people who have reached out. So I'll probably wait until that gets up to 25 or 30 and then make the decision. So make sure you go get on the wait list and I'll talk to you later. Bye.